you don't have an old anymore. You only have a new, the new nature in Christ. When I got a revelation of this, it gave me great power in my spiritual life. I realized I could overcome sin because now I'd had a new nature that didn't succumb to sin but succumbed to righteousness, living right before God. I didn't have to work at it. I didn't have to apply it. I just had to receive it by faith. You understand? Hi, welcome to the Pastor Scott Huffman podcast from Lighthouse Church. We're so excited to be sharing our first message from our new church location in Irvine, California in Orange County. Happy Easter to you and your family, and we hope you enjoy the message. Well, you know, I, I love this time of year. I don't know about you. <laughs> There's two times of the year I love, uh, Easter and Christmas. No big surprise, right? And this is one of them. The air is filled with the fragrance and sights and sounds of spring. Well, usually it is. We're a little colder this year. <laughs> the baseball season has arrived, and the air temperature is getting warmer. Most importantly, we celebrate Easter, perhaps the greatest Christian holiday of the year. So what's Easter all about? Easter is about an explosion of power and might that defied death and broke through the death barrier that had existed from time and resulted in eternal life for all who would believe in Jesus Christ. Amen? Easter is about the glory that reflected the very essence and nature of God, revealed to mankind through his dear son in his mighty resurrection. Easter takes us out of the cold, loveless, stony heart and gives us a heart of passion, love, and desire for him. Easter is hope for all who would believe in Christ, hope for today, and hope for tomorrow. Easter is mostly about becoming new in him, and that's where I want to center in on today. Easter represents walking in newness of life. The egg, believe it or not, I don't know if you're a fan of eggs, <laughs> the egg is an earthly symbol of new life. What looks dead comes alive with a living species. Speaking of eggs, the chicken asked the pig, how do you feel about ham and eggs? Pig said, to you it's a contribution, but to me it's a total commitment. All right. <laughs> Another great symbol from life is the butterfly, which children love, which represents transformation, hope, and rebirth. The four stages of the monarch butterfly life cycle are the egg, the larvae, the caterpillar, the pupa, which is the chrysalis, and the adult butterfly a dynamic transformation from one state to another. This, you know, the 60s, if you were around, were a tumultuous time in the United States. America was ripe for change. It began with protests against racial inequality. Martin Luther King rallied the nation. Vietnam war posts among college students broke out across all the nation. I was living during this time, but I was kind of a young kid. A new group of young people came to the forefront called hippies. <laughs> I remember the hippies because we'd go down to Palm Springs during Easter time on vacation and there would all these hippies be. They were all teenagers and a little older, laid out on the, all the parks of Palm Springs because they couldn't afford a hotel in their Levi's with holes in them, their little micro buses. And the hippies were an interesting phenomena. They were looking for answers, seeking them through drugs, free love and peace. Love, uh, dope and peace were their slogan. They were known for their long hair, beards, and Levi's. Well, the guys were. <laughs> right in the middle of this whirlwind of this decade, the Jesus movement began. Anybody remember the Jesus movement? Praise God. God was on the move. Many times when the devil's moving, God's on the move. And we've had a difficult time in our history 
uh, with this past epidemic. But now we've seen we're on the heels of the epidemic, more or less, and we're moving into a new era, a new time. And God is on the move, and I believe revival is coming to this planet. And God is going to do fantastic and powerful things as he pours out his spirit in might and power in the last days. Hallelujah. These young believers came tumbling into the kingdom. Thousands of young people uh, were born again and came into the kingdom of God and were saved. They became known as Jesus freaks. How do you like that? I was a Jesus freak. <laughs> it was more of a derogatory term, but that's what they called us. I was a first-hand witness of this extraordinary move of the Holy Spirit in the late 60s and 70s. In the midst of all this, God was moving on my heart to respond to his calling on my life and surrender my heart and life to him. And I remember arguing with my Sunday school teacher, <laughs> who wasn't a Christian, asking questions about Jesus and the Bible she couldn't answer. <laughs> the Holy Spirit was moving on me. Praise God. So on a balmy night, in Palm Springs, California, at age 14, I walked into a makeshift coffee house. And there I met Jesus for the first time in my life, and I was born again. And I remember I did it the old way. I knelt down and prayed, and I confessed my sins. So I confessed every sin I could think of. And when you're 14, the list is probably not too long. Maybe some people it's a little longer. But I confessed everything I knew, and I asked Jesus Christ to come into my life. And I was born again. You say, how do you know, Pastor? I'll tell you how I know because I felt washed on the inside. I felt like I had taken a bath on the inside and I was made clean. And I walked out of that coffee house saying, I'm a new creation. Old things have passed away. I'm a new guy. I didn't know I was quoting the Bible because I didn't know the Bible that well, but I became a new creation in Christ and I was born again. And soon after that, I was called to ministry. God put his hand on me to become a pastor one day. I came in through the ministry of Campus Crusade for Christ, Bill Bright. He's gone on to be with the Lord but maybe you've heard of the, the four spiritual laws. That's how I came to Christ. Once again, we were seeing God move in a spiritual revival that never had, had happened before. And now, I believe we're on the precipices of a pouring, uh, outpouring of the Holy Spirit like we've never seen. The greatest outpouring in human history, I believe, is upon us, guys. We're maybe not aware of it, but what's coming is going to be a wave of God's Spirit with supernatural miracles, signs, and wonders. You say, Pastor, what are you talking about? In the early church, they did signs and wonders and miracles. Do you believe me? <laughs> it's in the book of Acts. And God used ordinary men to perform extraordinary deeds. We're going to see this once again. People are going to rise up in the midst of this generation and begin to preach the gospel, and miracles are going to happen, and we're going to see things that if you didn't, believe, if you didn't see it, you wouldn't believe it, right before our very eyes. You know, it began in Asbury, Kentucky. You say, where's that? It's in Asbury, Kentucky. <laughs> About two months ago, Revival broke out in Asbury, Kentucky, a theological school. Fifty years ago, it had broken out before. Once again, it happened again. Revival has begun in America, and it's moving around the world. I prophesied about this coming at the beginning of the year on Facebook. I said, this year we will see fires burning across our nation and around the world of revival and the outpouring and the beginning of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And it came to pass. James talked about the former and latter rain that's coming before the return of Christ. God is going to bring the former rain, which is the moving of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, and this loud, last outpouring of the Holy Spirit together in this mighty move of God that will astound the world and bring millions of people to the gospel. Now you say, Pastor, you're out there, man. Well, we'll see what happens. Amen? But I believe 
we are in the midst of this. You're living in one of the last generations to survive before the coming of Christ. Everybody say amen. <laughs> this, miracle, this revival will be evidenced, as I mentioned, by signs and wonders. Now let's take a look into the Word of God very quickly, and then we're going to close. And turn to Romans chapter 6, if you have your Bible. And uh, we were in Corinthians. Just go over to the left a little bit. And in this church, we teach the Word of God. We teach the Bible because we believe the Word of God is what brings life, spiritual life to our very being and quickens us in the things of God. Let's take a look at Romans 6, which is perhaps the greatest book in the Bible of the New Testament is Romans. And let's look at verse number 1, chapter 6. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many as who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Now, in this particular context of Scripture, we see that believers have been freed from sin as a result of the atonement of the cross made for us and provided for us in Christ. Verse 1 through 3, what shall we say then? What do we say to these things? Well, certainly we center in on the grace of God. The fact is Christians died to sin. The Greek tense for died suggests a specific point when the action occurred. In this case, it's salvation. So when I believed on that balmy night in Palm Springs, California, I'd entered into his death, burial, and resurrection, and I died with him on the cross. And I entered into the new life that's found in the resurrection. And perhaps you've done the same. I hope you have. Praise God. When Christ died for our sins, we too died to our sins. If you've died to your sin, you are no longer subject to sin, no longer a slave to sin and its power. Sin doesn't have power over you anymore as a believer. But a lot of Christians don't understand this, and they live in defeat, in defeated Christian lives, because they don't know the power that dwells in them to overcome sin, sickness, disease, and difficulties in this life. We were made in Christ to be an overcomer. Jesus said, in the world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. If Christ overcame the world, you too can overcome the world. You can overcome the obstacles of life and the things that we all face in this life. Verse 4, let's read it, shall we? Therefore, we've been buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Jesus was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even, though, even so we should walk in newness of life. Christ's burial showed that he actually died. Some people don't believe that Jesus even died that it was some kind of Passover plot. But the truth is, Jesus gave up his spirit, and he said, it is finished. Telestai paid in full, and he died on the cross. And the Bible says, where did he go from there? He descended into the lower parts of the earth. And he went down into the lower parts of the earth during this three-day episode, and he preached to the captives in captivity. And he told them the good news, those in Abraham's bosom that had been waiting for the Christ to come. And he said, I'm the Christ. I'm the one. I've paid the price for you. I'm going to lead you up out of Hades into the third heaven, and there you'll be with me forever. And the Bible says he led captivity captive, led them up out of the depths of the earth to the third heaven. And then on the third day, of course, Christ rose again. Praise God. It is justice that Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of God and his power. We too have new life in Christ. We're called to walk in newness of life in the power of his resurrection that dwells in us. The Greek word newness speaks of the life that has a new or fresh quality attached to it. That is the resurrection of Christ. It's not just a resuscitation. 
It was a new form of life that he experienced when he came out of the grave. He took on a new form, a glorified form. And we as believers in Christ have taken on a new form, a new spiritual form that dwells inside you. You and I, as a believer, resemble Christ on the inside. That means you look like God on the inside, (laughs) if you could take a peek. Because when you're in Christ, you dwell in him, and he dwells in you, and you have his nature dwelling inside of you. So you look like God. You say, Pastor, does that mean I don't sin? No, you still sin. You're still dealing with the soulish part of you, the mind, will, and emotions, and your physical body. But spiritually, you've been made brand new, and you're a new creation. You've been made perfect and holy before him. But in the soulish part of you, we're being sanctified. We're being changed through the trials of life, through the word of God, through the working of the Holy Spirit in our life, and we're being transformed into his very image. Verse 5, praise God. We've been united together in the likeness of his death. Certainly, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Our old self was crucified with him, and now we have a new nature dwelling in us that resembles the very image of Christ. He laid down his old body to take up a new one. The spiritual body we experience is the same transformation in the new birth. The old signature of the old man has been completely removed and is gone and has been eradicated. Some people say, well, when I come to Christ, I have two natures. I have this old nature and this new nature. I'm like a schizophrenic, you know, spiritually. And the truth is, you're not. The old has passed away and all things have become what? You don't have an old anymore. You only have a new, the new nature in Christ. When I got a revelation of this, it gave me great power in my spiritual life. I realized I could overcome sin because now I'd had a new nature that didn't succumb to sin, but succumbed to righteousness, living right before God. I didn't have to work at it. I didn't have to apply it. I just had to receive it by faith. You understand me? And when you walk in the faith of God, you walk in the power of God, and you become an overcomer in this life. There's a secret that many believers have never experienced, sadly. But that can change in your life. We're called to be the new person in Christ. We have access to supernatural power and ability that we lacked prior to coming to God and Christ. Verse 6, we're almost finished here. Knowing this, that the old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. This is perhaps one of the greatest verses in the Bible. If you take a look at it, it'll blow your mind. The body of sin is that old nature that was against God, that was opposed to God, that couldn't live righteous, that couldn't measure up to God's righteous standard and kept you in captivity and bondage. You were subject to the law of sin and death, and so was I until I came to Christ. But once you come to Christ, that was broken over you, and you entered into a new spiritual law, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, and now you're set free from that law of sin and death. It That old nature, that old man, has completely been removed and eradicated. And the word eradicated means completely done away with. It doesn't exist anymore. In God's eyes, it's gone. All he sees is new. Amen? And your sins have been completely removed forever. So many believers get caught up in their sins and they feel guilty. I was there for so many years, always feeling bad about the things I was doing. Couldn't find victory in the Christian life couldn't experience his blessing because I didn't understand that my sin problem had already been dealt with. The sins had been removed. They didn't exist. God didn't see them. He has a short-term memory. He doesn't remember them anymore. (laughs) God, do you remember that? Remember what? I died for that sin. It's gone. Now, 
From that point, we move forward in the things of God. And we turn from our sins and we turn to God and we walk in his righteousness and his blessing. You know the term justification, you know what that means? Just as though it never happened. So whatever you've done in your past, if you're a Christian, it's just like it never happened. You go to court, where is it? Where's the record of this? We have no record of that. We don't know anything about that. It's gone. All of your sins have been removed forever in Christ. And you become justified in him. Verse 7, we've been set free from sin and its power. Therefore, there is therefore now no condemnation, no guilt to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. We now walk after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus makes you free from the law of sin and death. Now we've been set free from sin and death, and now we walk in His nature and His righteousness. Praise God. You know, we have victory now over sickness and disease. And we all face that in this life many times. Perhaps today you're dealing with sickness and disease in your body. We're going to ask you to come forward today. We want to pray for the sick because we know no one is immune from sickness. But Jesus came, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit with power. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Jesus went about healing, and he still heals today. And if you have need for physical healing, we want to pray for you because we believe in healing, the power of healing, that Jesus still wants to heal you today. And we've been the recipients of God's healing power in our lives and in our family. Now we have the authority over death, sin, and destruction in our lives as believers in Christ. We've gained the victory through his death, burial, and resurrection. Shall we pray? Thank you for listening to Pastor Scott Huffman from Lighthouse Church. Visit IrvineLighthouse.org for church service details. We believe God has good things in store for you. For he that is in you is greater than any obstacle, sickness, or issue of life. We are overcomers, just like Jesus overcame the grave. Happy Easter, blessings, and we'll see you next week.